mystery is my hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. For tonight's drama, I've selected case history number 123 from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it Death Speaks with Ten Fingers. Mystery is My Hobby originally came to Don Lee's West Coast Airwaves in April of 1945, before going full network over Mutual that October as Murder is My Hobby. It starred Glenn Langan as Barton Drake, a police investigator and author of the book Mystery is My Hobby. Drake combined his professions by collecting material for stories while he solved crimes. The program went off the air in July of 1946, but returned the next summer under the mystery title. Barton Drake was now a writer who worked with the police. Each episode was presented as cases from his book. Oh, that's where my money's been going, is it? I thought as much. Oh, now, Blanche, I only took a little... A little? Do you call $5,000 a little? And don't forget, most of that's mine. I had it before I married you. But, Blanche, I didn't... Oh, yes, you did. I'm sending out this suit of yours to be cleaned, and what do I find? A lot of betting tickets on the horses. Oh, why, Blanche, I never bet on a horse in my life. I wouldn't know how. Don't lie to me. You lost that money gambling. And I know where, too. The sportsman's club. The place that's run by that deaf man. Well, I, I admit I do go to the sportsman's club once in a while, but... But I don't bet on the horses. I'm going down there right now and get that money back. Now, look, Blanche. You don't think for a minute that Ted Wallace will hand over 5000 just because you ask for it? He'd better. You know how I am when I'm mad. And I'm taking a gun along. You stay here until I get back, if you know what's good for you. Holy smoke. I've got to get hold of Rose. Rose? Guy. Hey, look, kid. Something's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, she found him all right. Then, now, wait a minute. She didn't react like we thought she would. No. Well, she's, she's coming down there to the club. Well, you better get him out of there. Yeah, yeah, you get out, too. Yeah, but I'm telling you, she's coming down there. She's coming down to kill your boss. The October 29th, 1947 episode was called Death Speaks with Ten Fingers and guest starred Barney Phillips, Gloria Blondell, Ken Christie, and Gene Van Pyle, who was later famous as the voice of Wilma Flintstone. just as soon as I could, God. He got out before Blanche showed up? Oh, yeah. Got out. Ted, too, huh? Yeah. Gee, Rose, I'm sorry it worked out this way, but... I just couldn't take your money all in a lump sum. She, she'd have had me thrown in the can. I never did think it'd work. I figured if I took it a little at a time, she'd think I spent it. Didn't want her to find out about you and me. She hasn't, has she? Oh, no, no. Those betting tickets you put in my pocket fixed that. She thinks I've been gambling on the horses. Oh. Well, that's what we wanted. Yeah, but it didn't work out that way. Instead of getting mad at me and getting a divorce, she's going after Ted. Well... We'll just have to figure out some other way. You know, I kind of wish you hadn't got Ted out of there. I wish you would kill him. I wish you'd taken the whole thing at once. She might have killed him six months ago. Then we'd have 5,000 bucks instead of this 2,500 we have now. 
dirty blackmailer. Well, I warned you about Ted. Oh, sure, it's my fault. It's always my fault. Everything's always my fault. Well, he insisted in hanging around the joint all the time. Ted was bound to get suspicious and ask questions. You know he's always looking for an angle where he can make money for himself. Well, how was I to know that a guy who couldn't hear or talk could find out anything? Well, he can read lips. Oh, you ought to know that. I know that now. So he makes you give him half the dough or he'll go tell your wife. Where'd Ted go, do you know? Yeah. Over to... Pete Millar's apartment. Pete Millar? Hmm? Oh, holy smoke, that's the other guy who talks with his fingers. Yeah. But, but that's the guy Ted was selling those phony racing tips to. I know. Ted cleaned them out. I thought they were mad at each other. They are. Pete was in the joint yesterday. He swore he'd kill Ted the very next time he saw him. I know. I saw him spell it out in sign language. Well, then what did you want to send Ted over there for? Uh, can't you guess? <sighs> Rose, you're wonderful. Mm. Hey, wait a minute. Ted won't go over there, not if he knows Pete will kill him. Mm, but I told him that Pete sent word he wanted to apologize. That he was sorry and wanted to buy some more tips on the horses. Honey, you sure got ahead on you. Well, things might work out all right after all. <laughs> It's a nice spring day, still warm, even if the sun has gone behind the tall buildings that surround the police station. Barton Drake walks briskly along, his mind in the clouds, thinking of a snag he's run into in the development of the plot for his new book. It isn't faith that's led his steps to this place. It must be his subconscious mind, because all of a sudden he looks up and discovers where he is. By George, the very thing. <laughs> I did not think of it before, well, that's the good inspector. Quickly, he runs up the steps. Only to meet the good inspector who comes slamming out the door. Inspector, the very man I want to see. I can't stop now, Bart. i got a lot of business. Oh, now, Inspector, surely you can give me just a minute. I've given you many hours of my time. Well, what do you want? But make it snappy. I'm stuck, Inspector. In my new book, I want a murder to look like suicide. I want the victim to leave a suicide note. But there has to be a clue in the note that proves the thing to be murdered. <laughs> Things like that don't happen in real cases. Well, i got to be going. Inspector, surely in some of your cases you run into something like that. Look, Bart, we just got word of a double suicide, maybe a double murder, hmm? or a suicide and murder. How do I know? There are two dead people, and I haven't seen them yet. Well, maybe they left themselves to death, huh? Uh-huh. Not these two guys. Neither of them can hear or talk. Naturally, Inspector, nobody can when they're dead. They're... These guys couldn't do it before they were dead. They were both deaf and dumb. That's right. Who are the inspector? Ted Wallace, the guy who runs the sportsman's club. He's a bookie, you know. Yes, I'm and a friend of his by the name of uh, Pete Millar. Well, where did this happen? In Millar's apartment. Neighbor heard three shots, peeked in the window, and saw two bodies stretched out on the floor. Now, that's all I know, so help me. And goodbye. I, I got work to do. The inspector, uh, can't I come to? Now, look, Bart. This time, it's strictly police business. But the setting, it's so bizarre. I... Look, inspector, I've got to come along. Well, all right. If you'll promise just to stand around and watch. I promise, Inspector. Okay. I'll remember that. Thank you, Inspector. Come on. Yep, here they are, just like the guy said. You know which is which, Inspector? I ought to. I've run this guy Wallace in enough times. This is him here. Hmm. Two bullet holes. 
at close range, too, Bart. See, powder burn. One entered his shoulder. The other his head. That's the one that had his number on it. This one's Millar. Only one bullet. Which accounts to the three shots. <laughs> right through the heart. That one had a number on it, too. Also powder burns. Well, that's kind of funny. How could both of them have powder burns and still be lying almost 20 feet apart? Well, I'd, uh... Hey, 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 just hmm? a minute. You're only supposed to be watching. I'll do the deducting. Oh, I'm sorry, Inspector. Well, well the way I see it, Millar here shot Wallace. First bullet didn't kill him, so he fired another shot in his head at close range. Then Millar walked over here, shot himself. That had to count for the powder mark. And to prove it, here's a gun, a thirty-eight, lying here right where he dropped it when he died. How's that, Bart? Uh, I'm just watching. Yeah. What's this over here on the table, Inspector? What? This piece of paper. How should I know? Looks like a note. Well, read it. Okay, if uh, I have your permission. Go ahead. Thank you. It's all right. This is too much. I bought a lot of racing tips from Ted Wallace, and all of them were fakes. Wallace came here this afternoon, and I accused him. He said I was wrong, so I bought one more tip. It was for the third race. Mm Mm-hmm. To make sure I made him stay here till the race had been run, the horse didn't win. This tip was a fake just like all the rest. So I killed him. Well, then I killed myself. I'm broke. I have no further reason to live. Goodbye. <laughs> Signed, Pete Millar. See what I told you, by? Checks. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Inspector, what time did the neighbor hear the shots? 3.30, the guy said. That checks, too. Condition of the body shows that they've been dead about an hour. Mm-hmm. It's always handy to know the exact time the murder was committed. Murder and suicide, Bart. Yes, excuse me, Inspector. Murder and suicide. Well, you want to see any more? Sure, sure, sure. Now, don't rush me. Now, look, here's some uh, cigar butts here in the ashtray. Mm-hmm. What does that prove? Well, that, uh, that, uh... That the gentleman smoked cigars. You're quite right, Inspector. It proves that these guys did just what the note says. They waited here quite a while for the race to be run. Yeah, well, I better look through their pockets. Hmm. While you're doing that, Inspector, may I uh, have your permission to make a phone call? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Yeah. Here's something in Wallace's billfold. What, Inspector? Identification card. It says, in case of accident, please notify Miss Rose Hope 3436 Bell Street. That's probably his girlfriend. Hello. Joe? Barton Drake speaking. Fine, thanks. Look, Joe... Can you give me the exact time the third race finished? Now, look, Bart, don't try to gum this up. What was that? 3.24, huh? Now, look, Joe, that's the exact time on the minute. Thanks. Thanks very much, Joe. The third race was run at exactly 3.24, Inspector. And what does that prove? I don't know. I thought perhaps you'd like to know. <laughs> Bart, you kill me. That checks again. Millar found out that his horse didn't win at 3.24. So he had his little argument, and he shoots Wallace about five or six minutes later. Uh-huh. You can't fuddle this case up, Bart. It's in the bag. Yes. Uh, don't you think we should go out and call on this Rose Pope inspector? What for? Well, if for no other reason than to comply with the dead man's last request, that well, we notify her in case of an accident. <laughs> 